Hey everybody, it's Dave Kurt, and I've got Dan DeNoble with me here today, and I want to welcome you to Sudbury Stories. Sudbury is full of amazing individuals that are doing some incredible things and making this city a better place. It's my goal to get the word out about the good news stories local to Sudbury, and highlight those individuals that are having an impact and making Sudbury a better place. Correct response. What is my hometown, Sudbury, Ontario? Today I've got with me Dan Noble. He's a longtime friend and somebody that's very active in the community. He's uh, currently a financial planner with Royal Mutual Funds Incorporated and employed by RBC. His day job is applying financial knowledge and expertise to help his clients develop personal financial strategies, but his true passion falls in being a father and a husband and a volunteer activist in the community. He's been actively involved with a number of charities, including Camp Quality Northern Ontario, that's one that him and I have in common, and uh, is, take, is currently taking the leading role with uh, the Sudbury's Pond Hockey Festival on the Rock. So I'm excited to have you here today, Dan. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Excited to be here. First podcast experience? Or First podcast experience. <laughs> Look at that. We got it. Listen to lots now and now on the other end. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But I'm excited to get you behind the mic and share some of your stories too, bud. Let's do it. Well, let's start with the Camp Quality. It's, I was involved for five years and I, you've been involved, for, like, I feel like you've locked me two or three times since then. Yeah, I think. How many years total? Let's go with 12. Could be 12, maybe 13. So yeah, involved for 12 or 13 years, which is really good. 13 years, man. Yeah, that's two years. That's yeah. a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it about Camp Quality that brings you back? And just for those that aren't aware, Camp Quality, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So uh, Camp Quality, right, guys, you would know, but uh, we basically run a summer camp for kids affected with cancer each summer from Northern Ontario. So we'll bring together an awesome group of kids from all over. So Sioux, North Bay, Sudbury, Timmins, Kirkland Lake. Uh, but this this location that you're working at is in northern Ontario. Yes. Right? So yeah. it's kids that are just from the north kind of thing. From the north, yeah. And, and where is it? Uh, we run out of a, we run to a campsite out in the Manetteville area, so Alvin. Um, every year, yeah, big beautiful campsite as you would know. Um, so cool thing, yeah, all volunteer run. So it's a awesome group of people. Every year we bring together about a hundred so volunteers. So it's uh, increasing in size. So I think when I started we were. 50, 60 volunteers, and I think last summer they had almost 120 volunteers. So it's uh, 120. Wow, I think so. Yeah, so I remember when you first, when I first got started yeah. too. Like, like I think there was maybe I, I, we had the little booklets and stuff like that. Maybe 15 or 20 kids or something like that. And then like, what? How many kids are they they getting on a year to year basis now? Yeah, so I think our typical year in the last few years is about 60 to 70 campers. 60 to 70 campers. Yeah, so it's, and do all those kids like? Like, are those kids that are going through cancer treatment currently kind of thing, or how does that uh, work? So it's unique, so we'll have a wide range. So a lot of the kids are on active treatment. Uh, some of them are in remission. Um, and also unique to us, what we also allow is the siblings of some of the kids to come at least once. So um, uh, as you would know, a lot of times through the campsite, you don't really know who's on active treatment, who's a sibling. So it's a, it's a wide range. We'll never try to turn away a kid. Like, in my time... Being involved, we've never had to say no due to space or lack of volunteers, so that's pretty awesome. And then that's the numbers are going up, but the cool thing is we're just reaching more kids. It's not really a statement on more kids getting sick. It's that we're reaching a lot of families who know about the programs, who are getting involved, getting the amazing experience from the charity. And I know, like, like again, thinking back to those years and years ago when I was involved, I think one of the comments that I remember hearing and something that was so unique was, um, like, even if a kid is going through treatments or whatever, like, they just feel like any other kid there. And you know, yeah. they can just it's a place where they can be them, right? Yeah. And that's so awesome. So how long is it? Uh, how long does camp run? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we primarily run one week each summer, so the kids will arrive on uh, 
we'll pick them up in a big bus with a lot of singing, a lot of dancing, as I'm sure. I recall uh, yeah. by losing my, yeah, my voice so many times on that we'll bus ride. Yeah, we'll head down to Sudbury from the campsite with all the volunteers and pick up all the kids at the Four Corners area. So uh, that is Saturday, or sorry, Sunday, Sunday morning, uh, then an action-packed week, and then... Uh, by Friday, we normally bring a bus full of tired volunteers and tired campers back to Sudbury so they can be on their way. And then we'll do little things to keep them connected throughout the years, fun days, reunions. Uh, a lot of the volunteers will, you know, go to the hockey games or activities or plays of their uh, campers throughout to try to keep things, the relationship going. Like, we'll try to pair people, as you and I both know. Yeah. Try to match up year over year. Right? Quick question though for you: Who took over my championship belt? As there ain't no flies on us, uh, master. Tom Berger, maybe I don't know. Tom's. It's uh, it's obvious. Like every time I've been involved, like, for the short period of time I was involved, it, I just remember that bus ride being such an awesome experience to give the kids. Is like this is the welcome to the camp, and it just you blow them out of the water, right? It's, it's funny. A lot of times we'll do like the. Uh, like what was your biggest memory and a lot like we did that recently where we connected with a lot of our past volunteers and that's like one of the common ones which you never think right there's so many awesome things but the bus ride is the big thing that a lot of like the former campers love and then that a lot of the volunteers really remember so it's kind of yeah it's it's, just, it's so cool that like again thinking back to the, the short period of time that i was involved that you you set the statement this yeah. picking the kids yeah. up and yeah. like I know as we approach the as we get closer and closer to the parking lot to pick yeah. the kids up we're like now let's get our voices out let's get these get, get yeah. loud start banging yeah. on the bus and stuff like that so just to show these kids an awesome time and and honestly like my experience there and, and again it, it, it's nothing compared to, to your experience but like it's it, there's an atmosphere like no other and I've been involved with lots of different charities and things like that in, in summer but they, I've never been to a place that has this kind of a vibe yeah the energy's pretty awesome it's uh I always say it's like 100 of the best people you'll ever meet, right? There's some really awesome people who do all sorts of different things involved. So it's it's a really cool group of people. You can have a wide range of people younger than you. Well, now, now, now it's already, yeah. You got some people who've been there for you know 20 years. Some people who've been there for two or some people who it's their first time. Um, and all of it's coming together. So it's, yeah, the energy is pretty... Pretty out mass, so if anyone's looking for an experience, definitely get involved. Yeah. Very cool, but very cool. Then, so like through camp quality, you've been yeah. involved more like more as a kind of administration role and like planning the actual logistics of the camp over the last few years, is that correct? Uh yeah, when I mean, you've been there long enough, you do a little bit of everything. Yeah, so no, I was I did the one-on-one camper companion role for a number of years, then uh, my camper got too old, so I had to find someone else to do. So then I uh had a really fun job of kind of booking all the fun activities. We did programming for a few years, which was, uh, which was awesome. You get to just plan fun activities for a group of people. So yeah, limo rides and phone parties and all sorts of fun things, right? Yeah. Um, and then recently, then um, actually, it was your role when you stepped right when you moved yeah. on. I took over some of the fundraising stuff that way. So I'm just trying to raise some money so we can. We operate no cost to the campers, the families, or the volunteers. No government funding. So. so, so tell me, like in a given year, like how much is like are you looking to write, raise from year to year to be able to operate? Uh, it depends. So, like roughly, we try to uh, we try to think about like the fixed cost normally of everything we do is about fifteen to sixteen hundred dollars per child wow. to be there. Right, that's kind of what it normally breaks itself down to. Uh, but I always tell people, the more funding we have allows us to do more, more right so you can make the camp week a lot more 
memorable in a lot of ways if you have more funding because then we can you know bring in something that these kids might not see or bring in someone or an activity that they might not otherwise get um you know i mean if we were in a dire situation and we had to reduce that we certainly could but again we try to make the week as memorable uh unforgettable experiences for the kids right always try to get them to try new things and that like that, again that, thinking back to my experience that that's what it is it's yeah. giving these kids the time of life yeah. of the week and just blow their end blow their expectations and the volunteers too right a lot of times you can see they're all excited there's there's things that they get to try that they've never done you know flip planes or tubing or but things that you do and then there's some things like the inflatables and stuff that really it's kind of I remember like from Saturday we didn't have a lot of opportunity to see inflatables in, yeah, like, on a yeah. bigger scale kind yeah. of thing and other than the small bouncy castles you yeah. have at birthday parties but I remember showing up to the first inflatable day where it was uh, at camp quality and looking around there must have been like 25 massive massive inflatables like, yeah. like big slides that like me as a grown up would try to like <laughs> would struggle to go up and get down yeah it was uh it's it's something to see the energy of the kids just ping ponging around the field, just going all, all hyped up all night. Yeah, yeah. One of the most stress was when I was booking the program. Whereas one year we had rain. I don't even know if you were there at that point, and you could just see the clouds kind of coming over and over our camp. And I was the one who booked these things, so I didn't know if we had cancellation insurance or whatever. So we struck a deal that they ended up. We had to cancel it that night, but they ended up coming back the next morning. But yeah, that put a few gray hairs on <laughs> <laughs> No, fantastic, fantastic. Um, so yeah, you've definitely been involved on uh, on that front. And the other front that you've been kind of kicking over in the last few years has been the Pond Hockey Festival, right? Yeah, it's uh, for someone who's never played hockey. I was uh, going to say, you, uh, I've seen you try to stop on skates. <laughs> yeah, good hands, poor skating. Uh, yeah, no, so uh, through Camp Quality, we got involved in the Pond Hockey Festival a number of years ago. Um, as you remember, it's something I kind of always enjoyed being around. Just, I think know. it's one of the most unique events to set. Really it is. Out, especially when you have someone like Greedy take some amazing photos. Yeah. Where you over see this. Like, in the heart of the city. It's, heart of the city, yeah. right in the lake, right in front of the The lights. It's pretty, like, the, the visual impact of it is pretty cool. It's uh, it's super unique, right? And typically, um, the Siberians, we like our hockey, right? So, <laughs> yeah, so no. So camp quality, we got involved with it, so then... Fast forward, I kind of helped out on that end, but then now I've been involved a lot more just to kind of... Because they went through a few rough years where it was almost like they were thinking about canceling it. Isn't that I know the weather was very tough yeah, like, for a few years. Like any volunteer thing, there's a tremendous amount of volunteers needed to make it run, right? So there's a few years where we kind of underwent a transition and we needed to get some new people to the table to help out um, because that's your specialty eh? just <laughs> yeah. getting yeah. people to the table to yeah, so pay work <laughs> so it's yeah it's it's gone well so we're already started to plan for this year's festival but yeah it's a really cool summer unique event right you get 60, 70 teams I think it's 60, 70 teams yeah I think at its wow. peak when the festival started there used to even be more so it but it's because there's what ten players on each team kind of thing. Yeah, ten to fifteen players a team, right? So it's wow, that's twelve, huge fifteen number. ranks. Uh, it's just yeah, it's super unique. So how many people? How many men, like man hours or how many woman hours are involved with getting that festival? Oh, that would be thousands, right? It's like that's why I was trying to stress to the teams and everything that way, right? It's if we had to pay anyone a reasonable wage, you couldn't run a festival like that, or your registration fees would be uh, through the roof, right? It's you have a volunteer ref, a volunteer scorekeeper, you have volunteers coordinating behind the scenes, you got volunteer first aid, you got volunteer security, you right? Just like like prepping the ice, you know? Yeah. You see usually like Dalron or whoever yeah, is out there, like, like we've got, every year. And we have 
like the ice and the maintenance people there unreplaceable right the value they add like oh, yeah. they're there for the wee hours of the morning getting it ready till the wee hours at night long after the teams go they are phenomenal and they're they're like they're putting the work in like weeks beforehand like anybody oh, yeah. that's taking the time to skate the, the, the beautiful trail we have. yeah so that's that's all we need work. that right so the city's path but then we're responsible for getting the uh the actual rings and shape the rings done so it's uh it's a lot of effort leading up to it just for you know, so, one so week. Like, if I, if I see a common theme to what, what we've seen so far is like you've basically been involved on a lot of different organizational fronts and how are you juggling all these different because you've kind of been involved more of the leadership and organization. I pick a summer event and I pick a winter event. <laughs> no. Um, it's... But even just getting the, 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 the people out, like, like these are people, this is unpaid jobs where they're coming out and they're doing it for the good of their community. Yeah, um... We've eight people from Sudbury are pretty awesome. Like especially if there's a charity behind it, right? So if you're fundraising for a group, uh, people are more, a lot more apt to do it. Yeah. Um, then what we've always just tried to focus on, either if it was at Camp Colony or the Pond Office, was make sure people have a good experience and feel feel valued, right? So we kind of though you're volunteering, it doesn't mean you can't have fun. Like what we talked about before, how the volunteers at Camp Colony have an awesome week too, right? They're doing something awesome, but, but they, they have fun, right? So you know when talking about our volunteer stuff, I'm always if the volunteers have fun, they'll probably come back, right? Yeah. So we're lucky, like with camp quality, a lot of times, especially, you'll always have volunteers. Like the majority of the volunteers will come back for not just one year, for multiple years. You know, sometimes life gets in the way and they can't return anymore, but really, you know, the typical volunteer will probably come for, you know, two or three summers, right? Which is, and same with Pond Dog, so we're working on that too, is uh, getting people not just to come one year to kind of mark in their calendars to help out every year yeah and, th- and that's where like man I remember uh, I, five years at Camp Quality I got my little uh, medal or whatever yeah. and I, f- I looked around and I felt like most people most volunteers there had that medal already <laughs> like that's yeah. the commitment by all these people is just they come back year in and year out and yeah. for me I would have loved to have been there you know till this day kind of thing my life got in the way and kind of life gets busy and your life's getting extra busy now you've got like a little little yeah. little boy at home now yeah, yeah. two years old now no, uh, year. one year old sorry yeah. between the one and the year yeah, yeah. so it's just over a year but it's so how do you juggle like the volunteer stuff the family life and then your full time job on top of it it's it's definitely changed right before kids it was a lot easier to uh, take a random night and be working on an inflatable quote or to be doing a master schedule for a men's competitive hockey division right um, now it's just a little bit more delegating when needed be right or stepping back and focusing on the key things so yeah and what are those key things that drive you right now do you think like what is it that gets you up out of bed every morning like what is it your passions that you're kind of you know pursuing and with with work and with life right now um you know what it's really just trying to execute on what, what's important in the day right so the festival like we've got kind of our key ideas on what's important right so it's uh, go through, you know what we want to do with the festival, you know, if we want more teams, we want to raise more money that way. You know, your uh, tasks and kind of... And the same thing with Camp Quality, so I've been able, like, an awesome group's kind of moved in and helped those, so I've been able to hopefully step back on a lot of those fronts and then work things, same idea, right? And try to, now, especially with the little one and competing priorities, I kind of try to every morning kind of goal set of what I want to accomplish, right? These are the couple things I need to get done and then try to work on getting them going right so you definitely have like and, and just knowing you on a personal level too I think one of the things that impresses me most about you is your ability to just kind of roll with punches like you could be like you could be having good 
you, you, you get thrown for a curve or something like that in your day and you're just like, ah, it's going to happen. I'll, yeah. I'll deal with it and kind of, you know, figure yeah. it out. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, things, if you're organizing, actually with the Pond Hockey Festival, that's what we always like, we'll laugh about when we're done. It's like, well, when you're organizing... 160 teams with so that's like what 30 teams yeah, it's almost 100 games over the course of the weekend something small something maybe like things will happen right it's how you react yeah. to them yeah. so if you're prepared you can kind of handle the situation as good as possible same thing with life right that's where your business back chance favors the prepared mind right so if you're if I you're like that I like that. I don't know who said that, but that's what I would. <laughs> but yeah, yes. And all those books that you read, have time to read. No, no, no. audio books. But yeah, no, it's. Uh, yeah. I do have a laid back personality, but I think sometimes it's it's good for these things because I don't get too overwhelmed in ter- in terms of you know you what's going on. Just try to take the next step and. You're not Go stressing the small stuff, right? So yeah, only the big things. <laughs> um, but that does kind of like I think if you you think about how you you prepare yourself and like it kind of it goes back to your background and like you've got a, a business background, you're working yeah. at a business job right now, and that you grew up in that, right? Like your parents both worked in the banks as we grew up, and now your your parents are yeah. involved in like running in like a local business as well, kind of thing. So tell us about that. Like was was that just part of your life growing up? Is that you were just used to this, or how did that did that influence you as a, as a child? Uh. Probably, uh, my parents weren't big like pushers of you need to do this or you need to do that or you need a job in this field. They were more letting us uh, kind of go with whatever was interest to us. But I always, growing up, I think similar to you, I had an interest in like the business side of things, right? So I was always, you know, if I was reading a book, even in high school or whatever, it would have been more of a business focused book. Um, Business mindset. Yeah. Like I, I always had that mindset, I think even from a pretty young age, but I think that was probably more or less just from like seeing the family not from actually being kind of lectured to of yeah. you need to open a business or you need to do this or anything that way it was I think that I had that in but then again my siblings are all different and unique in their own way right so it's not like you can we're all business owners and stuff yeah like exactly right we all have unique interests like I kind of like organizing and planning things whereas but I can't change a tire anywhere else. So when you tell me you lack the man skills, that's what I mean. Person skills, yeah, I like yeah. the yeah, yeah. No, no, it's exactly so. It's yeah, I'm very good at certain things like mass organization, I guess above average, but not at uh, certain things. Yeah, so I can admit that. Yeah, and I think like if I if I like. Like obviously, like running any business or anything like that, you become an, an active person in the community. And this is a little shadow to to see and Mike behind the scenes there because yeah. like I'm sure you grew up with that where like like every time I go to the valley and I'm at the Dairy Queen, like yeah. everybody knows Kathy and they're always yeah. like, smiling and big big. Yeah. Like, so she's definitely done a good enough job kind of instilling I think those values in you and your family and your your siblings growing up, right? So. Oh yeah, I think if, uh, it's customer service and anything, right? Clients, if, <laughs> no, but if uh, people like dealing with you, if you're honest, if you're genuine, though, it's gonna work out. Yeah, so I think kind of anyone who deals with my mom knows she's pretty easygoing as well, right? So it's that's I think rubbed off on me a little bit for sure. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, let's bring back a little bit more to Sudbury on that hyper local attitude. Right. Like, like if I asked asked you to describe Sudbury in one sentence or in a few words, yeah. how would you? What would what would come to your mind? Uh, like. So I think everyone's Sudbury experience is kind of a little bit relevant to them, right? So for me, and Sudbury's home, right? That's where I grew up. That's where I'm raising a family, right? So Sudbury is home. Um, I'm biased, but I think it's an awesome place to have grown up and an awesome place to, you know, started a career. My wife has her business here. Obviously do a lot of volunteer stuff here. So I think it's a great city with 
great people. Yeah. Sorry, that's more than one sentence. That's okay. But, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like Sudbury's home, right? If maybe if I was from North Bay, I'd feel the same way about North Bay, but I'm not from North Bay, right? <laughs> and I'm a little biased. I think Sudbury's better than North Bay as well. But I'll, I'll leave that up to, to debate, especially for my yeah. North Bay friends. But no, that's all right. And um, like, obviously, there, like, is there something being born and raised here that you can kind of point to and say, well, Sudbury's changed so much in the last 10 years, especially when it comes to this? Or is there something you've noticed over the last decade, especially where Sudbury was here and now it's here, where we've seen some improvement? Um, yeah, I guess improvement. Um, there's definitely, now there seems to be a lot more, like, cultural offerings than even when we were saying, hey, right? yeah. Like, we bring, like, friends up from out of town now. Really, like, we can get most types of cuisine here. There might be one or two options, but at least there is, you know, one or two major of everything, right? You get pizza out of a vending machine. Yeah, we can get pizza out of a vending machine. Um, so I think, like, we, we've definitely, now there's a lot more diversity, diversity culture, um, so we're starting a little bit to lean into the things that I think we are, right? So now you kind of see a lot more, you know, walking paths or a lot more roads that are biking accessible. So some of the, like the things around what Sudbury really has to offer, those are being being kind of elevated, I think, is where... Amplified a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, fantastic. I, I, I definitely intend to agree, you know, where we were and where we're growing to, and I think where we're, we're going and kind of we're stuck in the middle of that now is in that direction. And yeah. it's, it's great to see some of those changes happening. Um, if I had to ask, uh, if, if you could picture Sudbury that money was no issue at all, and what would you, what changes would you want to see made to Sudbury, to say Sudbury landscape or the Sudbury in general that would improve the city? That's, what changes? Um, is there like an attraction that could be brought here? Is there, is no. Like, like, would you want to see an NBA team in Sudbury? <laughs> so I think sometimes when people get Sudbury wrong, it's when they want Sudbury to be something it's not. Okay. Right? Like, it's, we don't have the population base to have an NBA team, right? But that doesn't mean you can't enjoy the Sudbury Five. Of course. Right? Of course like, <laughs> a, but what we do have is we're a city with lots of lakes, right? Like, we have a lot of trails. We have, like, an awesome community with a technique. So I'd love to see kind of us just to continually focus on the things that make Sudbury unique, right? So supporting things like, you know what I mean, a pond hockey festival, what they have going on at Kibbe Park is pretty awesome. Not a lot of cities have that in there, right? Ramsey Lake, Bell Park, right? There's a lot of things that I think as long as we kind of continue to focus on that, like we're never going to be a New York or a Toronto, but we can be separate. We don't have to be them, right? Yeah, I, I like that. And it's just like lean into what we're doing right. Yes. You know, and like we have the... Yeah. It would, it would, I still think it would be awesome to have the boardwalk incorporate some like local shops and stuff yeah. like that. It's tough to do it from a business standpoint and it has to make sense for them on yeah, that Yeah, covenant level. of something or other to... Restrictive covenant. Yeah, there's something. Yeah, there's there's something there. yeah and that's just like working with the city. But it, again, if we were to project out where we see something over the long term, I think that that's hopefully the direction that, you know, the decision makers or whatever, whoever's in power are going to be leaning towards. So... Uh, great, great points there, and I, I like what you you kind of brought it back to. Don't make every something it's not. Yeah. Focus on making what it is and lean into that and make that great. Yeah. So, fantastic. Um, is there like a few people that you're you're looking up to really in your from a day to day life and you, that you think are really crushing in Sudbury right now? Or do you have any role models that you're kind of like, oh man, they're doing a really great job of you know running an event or doing something in the community. Um. No, there's a lot of really good, right? Like, it's, there's a lot, like, uh, that's an interesting one. I, I don't have any, like, uh, overarching, like, single heroes, but there's a lot of people who are doing really 
good things that like, again, yourself, for example, right? Open your own brokerage. Great to see, right? So a lot of friends doing great things. Um, my wife, yeah, like, you know what? Awesome to see her open a business and see that going well. Right. So there's a lot of like, there's a lot of people that I really like close to me that I get to like draw a lot of respect from or inspiration from seeing them do some really good things. Um, especially the, Shout out to all the moms out there. Having that kid, like, <laughs> oh yeah, especially, especially the Ali and Lindsay. I think that was yeah, you guys, guys are awesome. But like, honestly, seeing um, my wife and her business partners um, run a business uh, with the birth of a couple of kids around there, like that's, that's it's huge. not easy, and it's uh, full respect to them to be able to keep a business going. So it's not like you have this matley that you can go back to, or just no. like, oh, I'll take you know eighteen no. months off and then go back. Yeah, you are running your business. Okay. Yeah, so to be able to do that, like that's. It's not easy, and people shouldn't take those type of things for granted. Fantastic, fantastic. So we're, we'll, we'll hit some uh, rapid-fire questions right. to kind of take you through, you know, whatever's the first thing on your mind. Um, Leafs or Raptors? Leafs or Raptors. Uh, let's go with... I think I'm a Leafs fan, but proportionally, i got to go with Raptors. Raptors? Raptors, yeah. yeah. I think I'm more of a Raptors fan. I'm I like fan, it. Of, fan of both, yeah. Fan of both. And who's your favorite Raptor? Favorite Raptor, uh, let's go with an all-time, Charles Oakley. Charles Oakley. Remember Charles Oakley? Oh, of course. Oakley. Yeah. <laughs> Just some stories. He was... Toughest guy in the court. Yeah. <laughs> not my personality at all, but he was... Uh, you don't want to run into him after the game in an alleyway or something. He always had this ridiculous behind-the-back pass that I remember that always would bounce out of bounds, but every time he did it, it was awesome. It so. caught you, eh? Yeah, so Charles Oakley. Charles Oakley, I like yeah. it. Favorite TV show? Um, your recommendation, we're really in succession right now, so we just binge watched. We just been watched two seasons succession. I'd probably go with that. We're not too uh not massive on the TV front. Yeah, we'll have one or two series that we'll kinda get through and then relax on it that way, but let's go with succession, pretty pretty Are enjoyable. You, do you guys couple watch it or watch it individually? I, I'm loyal like that. Lindsay oh. will, yeah, Lindsay will start a show and then... That, that's a tough challenge in this, uh, this modern day. Yeah, so no, no, that was a couple watch, so we watched that one. Lindsay has some shows that she watches by herself. I don't, if I have a lone, I'm probably watching sports or something that way. I don't have too many series that are just Dan series. Yeah. Instagram or Snapchat? Instagram, I think. Right? Yeah, because you're you, like you've you've kind of embraced Snap, and I know that every yeah. time I see I, I log on every once in a while, I see that you're. Yeah, on I think there. like yeah. there's not enough people on Snapchat, yeah. so it's like Snapchat's basically me to send pictures to like my immediate family of my son. <laughs> That's all it is. What's the, what would you say the theme song to your life is? Wow. Do you have one? Theme song to my life. Or what's your favorite song? A song that you find yourself listening to lots. Like, you know, like, everything's gonna be okay. I don't know, Bob Marley. I don't know if that's the song. That is true, though. I don't know. I try not to. A little Bob Marley did. Yeah, like I think honestly, from that camp quality experience, I kind of at a young age got like the mindset that things could be worse, right? Like it's you kind of see some kids who have dealt a really bad hand and they're still laughing, smiling, playing. So yeah, you know what if something happens at work or at home, like. It's, really, all, it's all small stuff. Yeah, relatively nothing too bad, right? So as long as you kind of have your family, you got your friends, you got your health, you everything's going to be okay, right? <laughs> I like that. I like that. Favorite sport uh, to watch, you could say. Uh, favorite sport to watch? Probably basketball. Uh, I watch every. I watch everything and anything, right? At times, I'll watch curling. I'll watch... Basketball. I, do what I, I like <laughs> curling. Curling will be on your yeah. TV. Yeah, like even the wrestling, pro wrestling, even though it's not a real sport, right? It's fun. So 
Uh, Wide range. Uh, favorite wrestler. <laughs> favorite wrestler. All time wrestler. All time, yeah. Bret Hart. Bret Hart. Yeah, yeah. excellence of execution. Yeah. He was pretty. He was pretty awesome. He was Canadian. Fantastic. He was. Uh, you remember Bret Hart? Of course, yeah. yeah. He, he fell off the. No, that was his. That was oh, a brother. That was okay. Owen. Owen. That was Owen Hart. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Bret, Bret, Bret was pretty good. I think now he's. Yeah. Losing it a little bit, but yeah, that's Brett, what happens when yeah. you're in the ring. Uh, Jordan or LeBron? Uh, Jordan. Jordan. I think it's uh, not even closer. Close-ish, but I don't think so. I think uh, when Michael Jordan was at his peak, we were still pretty young. I remember he was just he had this air to him, like invincibility. Yeah. Whereas LeBron is amazing and awesome and is. You're splitting hairs between like one and one A. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, Jordan's just competitiveness, like he just Breeds wouldn't lose, right? So I think he just had that desire, which I don't know if it's helped him maybe in other walks of life, but he just has win at all costs <laughs> attitude. And I think he was just on a podcast saying that Steph Curry didn't deserve to be an MVP. Yes. <laughs> no, Hall of Famer, yeah. The Hall of Famer, yeah. That MVP, yeah. That, 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 you know, that cockiness and that. Yeah, no, he was, uh, he was probably like, LeBron was probably a better teammate, but in terms of who's better all time, yeah, Michael yeah. Jordan. Michael Fantastic. Jordan. Apple or Android? Apple. Apple. Apple, Apple, Apple. Apple fanboy. And what's your favorite app? What's the app that you're on most kind of right now? You know what? It, it's basic, but like, what's that? Apple's just, I, I don't even know if Apple's better. It's just, it makes my life easier. <laughs> I have my phone and my Apple TV and my wife has an iPhone and it, my parents have an iPhone. So it just makes everything easier, right? Fantastic. Android might be able to do a heck of a lot more, but Apple. If you could have drinks with anyone, alive or dead even, who would it be? Cliche, but it'd be pretty fun to get like some drinks with Obama. Obama. Yeah, like you know, like yeah, like, I, he's I feel, current enough. He's met some people. I feel like he'd be loose too. Like he would be yeah. having a good conversation. He wouldn't be kind of stifling, right? Yeah, I think Obama could be a pretty fun, like someone to, who's who could probably give you perspective. But then if he got loose, he could tell you some pretty fun stories. Yeah. <laughs> like whereas he knows where this is. Yeah, he could kind of give both sides of I think what you're looking for with that answer. Yeah. Very cool, very cool. And we'll end it on this note here, right, Dan? Uh, if you had Sudbury's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? Um, I think the big thing, like, a lot of times people are too hard on Sudbury. Like, focus on what's awesome, right? Like, who knows? Like, go check out a every Five game. Or if you're in a theater, like, yes, theater does awesome performance. Like, there's a lot of really good things happening in Sudbury. So if you kind of just shut down and don't look for those. There's awesome classes you can do. There's a lot of really good things. There's a lot of good organizations to get involved with. So I think just uh, really just try to get involved and look for those positive things and don't focus on the negative things. Yes, our roads suck, but at the end of the day, like <laughs> there could be worse problems than having a pothole every now and then. And that come from me and I just lost the tire this winter. Too, so. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we'll sum it up with that, guys. Really appreciate you guys listening to us today. I'm really thankful to having Dan on for our second podcast we've ever done for Sudbury Stories. I and uh, pressure. yeah, <laughs> thanks for being here today. Dan. All right. Thanks for having me. Perfect. Correct response. What is my hometown, Sudbury, Ontario, 